0: Pete DeBoer says that the Predators outcompeted competed VGK in Tuesday night's 3-2 loss. Logan Thompson held his own in his first NHL start. And a key embellishment call has DeBoer seeing red. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cardasco. Follow us at lockdownvgk or me at Tony Dasco on Twitter. And you can hear me filling in with Lindsey Brown all this week on 1140 AM, the bet in Las Vegas from 3 to 5 in the afternoon. The playmakers can also be heard on the Odyssey app. Thanks for making Lockdown Golden Knights your first listen. It's free and available on all platforms. Well, the Golden Knights had a very slow start against the Nashville Predators. They fell behind three to nothing. They had a late rally in Tuesday's three to two loss. It was their second loss in a row on home ice. PGK looks like they are wearing down to some degree. They need to get Mark Stone and Robin Leonard back in the lineup as soon as possible. Laurent Pressois even needed a rest, as we said yesterday, and the Golden Knights wound up starting Logan Thompson in net, his first career NHL start coming up from the AHL. Pete DeBoer credited the Predators. He said that they made it tough for the Golden Knights to get near the net. He said the Golden Knights didn't commit. They didn't go into those tough areas for long enough periods. Especially in the first period, VGK just could not get the puck out of their zone. DeBoer said that they out-competed us for long stretches. He said the Preds pushed the VGK team to the outside of the rink. The Predators won a lot of battles, and VGK didn't respond quick or long enough. DeBoer added that there weren't enough scoring chances inside the net if you take away the power play opportunities. Early in the game, the Golden Knights couldn't finish a two-on-none and a couple of two-on-ones, and Nashville from there just gained a lot of momentum. Philip Forsberg scored twice, his first coming at 2.41 in the second period. On the eventual game winner, Forsberg turned the corner on Alex Petrangelo, who is still trying to find his rhythm after coming off of the COVID list. And Forsberg flipped the puck to himself. He went backhand for the nifty goal. Petrangelo was really mad at himself after that play. And uh, that, again, was just a telltale sign of the way things were going for VGK last night. Yakov Trenin scored a goal on a deflection of a Philip Myers heater. And no defender from VGK was in the area. He was wide open. And VGK, for a second straight game, was caught watching the puck. VGK had that late push. They had the goal by William Carlson. And then Shea Theodore scored with a minute 36 remaining. The Theodore goal came off of a blast from up top with a Golden Knights empty net. The game ended with the Golden Knights attacking. They had a late flurry, but it did not produce a game-tying goal. We might add that for VGK, it was the seventh time this season when they scored a goal in a six-on-five with an empty net. Credit Pete DeBoer for pulling Logan Thompson on the power play, and he gave VGK a five-on-three advantage with 11 minutes to go. He pulled Thompson again, and the Golden Knights scored off of that Theodore goal. It's pretty simple. Take a shot up top, try to create a scrum around the front of the net, as Alex Petrangelo said earlier this week, and for VGK, that seemed to work. I said on yesterday's episode that I was concerned with the Predators outhitting the Golden Knights. I thought that they would be a hard-checking team, and they lived up to their expectations. Nashville outhit the Golden Knights 55-34. On a normal night, 34 hits would be great, right? But Nashville pounded the Golden Knights with 55 hits. It was a bruising, grinding game. The Nashville forecheck was outstanding in the game. Tanner Janot and Keegan Collisar dropped the gloves. I thought that they would. I said that on the air on Tuesday afternoon on 1140 AM, The Bet with Lindsey. And you can also remember my top key to the game was the third line. Whichever team played better on the third line would walk away with the win. I want to talk about William Carlson, who has struggled coming off of the injury list and the COVID list, and he said that he's been spending a lot of time after practice every day to work on his shot, but it wasn't his stick, but rather his skate that gave the Golden Knights its first goal of the game in the third period. Peter DeBoer did some line shuffling on Tuesday night and William Carlson wound up on the third line with Evgeny Dodonov and Matthias Janmark. Carlson was in front of the net on the Braden McNabb shot that was deflected off of Carlson's skate and it went into net. It was just the fourth goal of the season for Carlson. He said playing a team like Nashville that is sound defensively makes it difficult to get to the net, but Carlson was able to do that. And then Carlson won the draw and he fed the puck to Shay Theodore who scored the second goal and VGK's Matthias Janmark got inside, and he set a really big screen. I have repeatedly said that I feel that Carlson would wind up on the third line, as the center on the third line, at some point this season. Well, we spoke it into existence, but I felt that we would see this happen when Jack Eichel arrives. For Carlson, it was his 100th goal of his VGK career. Carlson said that he wanted this goal for a while. He said that it feels good to get a greasy one just to get it over with. He said that his time with the Golden Knights has been fantastic, and he has made Las Vegas his home. VGK might want to go back to the drawing board once again on its power play opportunities. I can't blame them of late. VGK looks awfully thin and, in my estimation, perhaps worn down. The Golden Knights are in a current 0-for-12 slump on the power play. Not this again. And Nashville, meanwhile, has a streak of 23 straight penalty kills. Peter DeBoer wants to stockpile wins during this eight-game homestand. Instead, he finds the Golden Knights losing twice this week. The Golden Knights now have eight home losses on the season. VGK needs some fresh bodies. Goalie Yuri Patera was called up on Tuesday to the taxi squad off of the Silver Knights roster. Is there something wrong with Laurent Perssois? We'll have to keep an eye on that. Robin Leonard, I am expecting, should return this week, and hopefully they will see him either against the Rangers or on Saturday night against the Blackhawks. Maybe some fresh legs off the taxi squad could bring renewed energy to the club. Maybe Lashizan or Rombjorg or Marimonov could infuse some energy into the VGK lineup. Coming up next, Peter DeBoer says Logan Thompson was great in his first NHL start. You are listening to Locked On Golden Knights. It's a new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure that you include Built Bar into your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, and you'll want to eat it unlike other protein bars, which could be chalky or waxy or even taste like a chemical spill. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many, many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors, so check out Built.com often to see what's new. Go to Built.com and use the promo code Locked15 and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code Locked15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks for making Locked On Golden Nights your first listen. It is free and available on all platforms. Welcome back. I'm Tony Cardasco. Pete DeBoer thought that Logan Thompson was great in net. He thought that he gave VGK a chance to win the game. One that he said he didn't believe that they deserved to win. DeBoer said that's all you can ask is for Thompson to keep you in the game. He said that Thompson has consistently been the best goalie in the AHL. He deserved an opportunity. He said when you usually take those steps, the right steps, it leads to success. He said he thought he was good in net in his first start. William Carlson said that he felt that Thompson looked great and that he was confident in net. While Bill said that Thompson brought calmness to the team also. He said it's a quality that Leonard and Broussau have as well. Thompson said the experience of starting his first NHL game was exciting and a dream come true. He said he was able to soak in the experience and his father was in attendance at the game. Thompson had a record of 10-6-3 so far this season for Henderson with a 2.53 goals against average. He won the Bastion Award this last season as the best goalie in the AHL. He had a 1.96 goals against average a season ago, and it has been more difficult for him as well as the Silver Knights this season because the parent team has raided the Henderson roster. Thompson's big save was on Forsberg, who could have had a hat trick if not for a skate save that was kicked away by Thompson, who had a slide to the right side of the net. If not for Thompson in the first period alone, VGK might not have even been in the game. The three Nashville goals, when you just start to break things down, one came off of a turnover, another off a deflection with no defender in sight, and then the third goal took a really good play on Philip Forsberg's part, the stick handling as he got to the net, and he beat Petrangelo, turned the corner, flipped it to himself, and then he beat Thompson on the backhander. As I mentioned in the last segment, we knew that Laurent Brassois was wearing down, but who knows, could he be injured? He has been a workhorse in the absence of Robin Leonard, and he started, what, five straight games? And what about Leonard? He was on the ice at City National this week. He should be ready to return soon. I was concerned about Leonard's durability as an everyday starter at the beginning of the season. He's had a couple of injuries, and VGK just needs to get him back in the lineup as soon as possible. And the Golden Knights luckily have Thompson, and they brought up Yeri Patera as an insurance policy. I wouldn't mind seeing Thompson between the pipes again this season. You can't blame him entirely for the loss. Coming up next, the play that everyone is talking about today, the stinking embellishment penalty on Dodonov. You've got to be kidding me. That's coming up next on Lockdown Golden Knights. Thanks for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen every day. It's free and available on all platforms. I'm Tony Cardasco. To be honest, I have not seen Pete DeBoer as mad as he was behind the bench on Tuesday night. The Golden Knights' Evgeny Dodonov was cross-checked not once, not twice, but three consecutive times by former Golden Knight Nick Cousins. And then Dodonov fell down finally on the third cross-check to the ice. So the refs blow the whistle and they call the cross-check on Cousins. But they also made an embellishment call on the play, a penalty on Dodonov for taking a dive. Dodonov didn't flop. He was hit three times in a row in the back. And wasn't this a point of emphasis for the National Hockey League this year? Cut down on cross-checks? Well, they missed the first two and then they got the third one and Dodonov falls down and he's taking a dive? I I still cannot believe that call. And that happened in the second period and DeBoer was still seething still red-faced in the third period, and he kept yelling and working the refs. I've never seen him that mad. And there were quite a few iffy calls. A lot of icing calls in that game that perhaps should not have been made when players of the VGK team chased down the puck. Another joke of a call was when Dylan Coughlin yelled out, high stick, and Roman Yosi was sent to the box. And there was no high sticking that happened there. Even though the stick came up to the chest of Coughlin, they still called a penalty on Roman Yosi. And then we have the Jonathan Marcheseau interference penalty that wasn't. Marcheseau slammed the door of the penalty box, and he got a big piece of the refs. And that could have been a late turning point for VGK, because after that, they scored the last two goals of the game. I want to go back to the cross-checking rule, okay? So NHL Rule 59 is the league's crackdown this season. That is against the cross-check. They said that they were cracking down to reduce injuries and to promote offense at the time. It's a judgment call and not black and white is what the league says. When was the last game that you watched that you did not see a cross-check? There are plenty in in every game. Those were three blatant Nick Cousins crosschecks the league is looking to crack down on those plays plays that have excessive force and then you get three times excessive force and there was plenty of it three Cousins crosschecks I wonder how many crosschecks have actually been called this season as part of the NHL crackdown and then there's rule 64.1 of the NHL rulebook Any player that blatantly dives or embellishes a fall or a reaction or who feigns an injury shall be penalized with a minor penalty under this rule. None of the above should have led to Dodonov's penalty. Dual penalties when Cousins should have just been sent off after the very first cross-check. After one cross-check, Cousins should have been sent to the box. And then after the third cross-check that I saw on the replay, Dodonov lost his balance. He didn't just flop. He didn't fall down. He didn't LeBron it. What a joke. It wasn't a decisive play in Tuesday's loss, but it was just part of a bad night of officiating for the NHL crew. The league needs to do much better. VGK just didn't play well in the game, and they really will need to step it up this upcoming week. On Thursday, they'll be taking on the New York Rangers. It'll be a battle between two division leaders. And on Thursday's show, myself and John Chick of Lockdown Rangers will talk about that matchup, the Rangers and the Vegas Golden Knights, in the return of Gerard Gallant, and Ryan Reeves. Thanks for making Locked On Golden Knights your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. We thank you all for tuning in. Tomorrow, it's a crossover edition. Myself and John Chick of Locked On Rangers. You don't want to miss it right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Take care.